Here come the Yankees. Shout it out loud. We love the Yankees. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of On the Mark Sports Talk with your host right here, Mark, with a C. And this, we're getting closer to the magic number. This is episode number 195 in 195 consecutive weeks. And that's wow. a kind of and what do you got to say about that? Hmm? Wow. <laughs> a big, We're big wow. Yeah. Uh, hello, panel. And yes, uh, everyone out there, we have a fabulous panel of sports experts. How are you guys doing today? Good. Pretty good. Pretty, right. good. Pretty good. We are now five weeks away from that memento. Memento? Momentous. <laughs> Momentous. Wow. Momentous. Momentous. 200th episode. And uh, you guys should know we we began this uh, this this the show in the height of COVID. In right. case May, you forgot, May seventh, twenty twenty, was show number one. And like an idiot, I I never recorded it. I never. There's nothing on show one. I don't even, I don't even have notes to look at, but it was a nice show. And we decided to come back for the second week. And the so third we, week. So why don't we recreate it as if as if it was 2020 again and just yeah, say it's yeah. show one. Anyway, masks. anyway, I hope does anybody have any additional ideas for the special show? We'll do our usual stuff, but we want to do something a little uh different along the way during the show. Anybody have any ideas? We've had three or four ideas. Michael, what do you have today? How about everybody could say the most enjoyable thing that they've ever uh, experienced as a sports fan and the least enjoyable thing they've ever experienced as a sports fan? It's an idea, too. I hope someone's jotting these things down, you know, because we have to pick something. That's that's a good idea. Yeah, a little bit this, a little bit that. Uh, I expect everyone to have a cupcake and maybe a candle and blow it out. We'll have a little time for that to do because okay. uh, i really want it to be a special day because uh, i think it's when you tell people you have so many shows okay but when you tell them it's in consecutive weeks, weeks right we know. haven't missed a week right of course a couple of times we've gone from thursday to tuesday yeah to but that's day certain things but yeah here you we know, are mark i have an idea why don't we get gary sheffield on yeah yeah we get him on we need you people to reach out and get some of these uh, people. <laughs> Who knows Gary Sheffield? Not me. <laughs> he, he should have got in, but the, the, the wow. Veterans Committee will put him in yeah. down the line. Uh, the special commemorative uh, T-shirts are available through tomorrow. We're going to place the order tomorrow. About 35 to 40 people, not only you people, my extended family of all the other things I do have uh, ordered shirts. Good. And so that should be fun when we place those orders. And then uh, you guys who ordered them, I'll let you know how we'll arrange the payment and things like that. I don't do Zelle. <laughs> <laughs> and if I do Venmo, well, I don't know about Venmo either. <laughs> I'm an old fashioned guy. I do a check. Okay. Good. Uh, I hope you like the um, design. You know, some people are a little upset because it's Metsy more than Yankees, more than neutral. But 
we're going to go oh. 200 that that way. Okay, so enough of this uh, preliminary stuff. We're going to go to Gerald's personality of the week. And is it Stan Musial? Uh, we don't hear you. Are you, you, are you uh, He's on yeah. mute. muted? Muted. Mm-hmm. We'll do that again. Is that Stanley. Sam Musial? I don't Stanley see him. Frank Musial. All right, oh, you yeah. sponsored this week by a phone booth. You know what a phone booth is? <laughs> I, I know. I remember them vaguely. They yeah, have them in England, don't they? That's where Clark Kent changes. <laughs> <laughs> no more doors. No more phone booths. Again. <laughs> so, Stan Stan Musial. Um, had a very circuitous route to getting into the Hall of Fame. Uh, very, very unorthodox. Let me start out with some of his career highlights. He was an all-star for uh, 24 times, uh, record shared by uh, Aaron and Mays, three times world champion, three times um, NLV, NL MVP, seven times NL batting champion, two times NL RBI leader, Baseball Hall of Fame. In high school, he was a very, very good basketball and baseball player. And he grew up in Denora, Pennsylvania, which is pretty close to Pittsburgh. He was offered a basketball scholarship by the University of of, uh, Pittsburgh. He turned that down and decided to sign with the St. Louis Cardinals, 1938. 1939 was his first year in the minor leagues. He was in Class D ball. He, he came up as a pitcher. He was a fairly good pitcher, uh, improving, but nothing outstanding. His first year in the minor leagues really was 1939. 1940, uh, his hitting improved and his pitching improved somewhat. And because the, the his team was shorthanded, shorthanded, Regarding outfielders, he was played in the outfield in between starts. He was batting like 352, and he dove for a ball and injured his shoulder, and they decided to convert him into an outfielder. And he really excelled, got into the Cardinal system, and the rest is history. A couple of interesting things about him. In 1946... He earned $13,500, and he turned down an offer from the Mexican League for a five-year, $125,000 contract for $50,000 bonus. Uh, Some observers believe that his batting stance, which which had him looking like a corkscrew, uh, was very unorthodox. His follow-through... Included uh, being off balance, but as Branch Rickey said, how he looked was a bunch of baloney, particularly before the pitch, because by the time the pitch was released, he was uncorked from that stance and and ready to hit. Uh, There is a statue of him outside of of the uh, St. Louis Stadium five years after he retired just like the damn Mets did oh, with know. Tom Seaver, only it took 36 years to get a goddamn statute of Tom <laughs> Seaver. Why is that? Uh, That's further, the Mets for you. That's the it's ownership. the Mets. Good question. That's why. <laughs> just going over a, a couple of very, very interesting uh, 
uh, stats. He had the 17th highest OPS average in the history of baseball. It was about 975. He played for 22 years. 18 of those years, he batted over 300. 17 of those years, his OPS was over 900. He was a very consistent player. And to, and to under, underscore that, he had 3,630 hits in his career. Mm -hmm. Exactly one half was on the road and one half mm -hmm. was at home. He was a very consistent player. Uh, there was a list of the greatest uh, – 25 of the greatest players put together. He was not on the list, and a lot of people contend. The reason for that is he he played in St. Louis. Mike Finer knows that if Mickey Mantle played in St. Louis and Stan Musial played in New York, that situation might have been reversed. Anyway, uh, he was so. a very, very decent man. Um, and uh, since I'm getting to the five-minute mark, this basically concludes my short brief uh, biography on the great, great Stan Museum. Who'd like to comment on that report? Anybody? Stan the man. Roger. Dad, Roger. <clears throat> I know some of us know the answer, but I want to hear Gerald say it. How he got his nickname, Gerald? The man. Uh, there was yeah. a, somebody misheard, if you will, <laughs> a reporter mentioning the name man. And and that evolved into Stan the Man Musial. And I wanted to say one uh, uh, oh. uh, something very quickly. Just underscores great stats. He had 475 home runs, averaged 25 home runs um, per year, and he struck out only on average 30 times per year over mm -hmm. a 22-year period. That is a pretty good stat for a guy who's not exactly a singles hitter. Right. But am I right, Roger? What I just said? I thought I heard that it came from uh, Brooklyn. You know, that's what I thought. Right? Same thing. But I oh, yeah. think that's what I heard. Man again or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's that man again. Like, yeah. It comes that man right. Yeah. Somebody misheard. Somebody oh, from, from the, a reporter heard the man and and Stan, and then evolved into Stan the Man Music. Let's like I he beat up the Dodgers quite a bit. Yeah, so. yeah. Did. did. Wayne got to come in. Yeah, this is a, a just a quick Stan Musial story. I was an interview with Robin Roberts, who's one of the good guys in baseball, and they yes. were talking about uh, signing baseballs, and now people were charging money to sign. So Roberts told a story that he was in uh, at a game in St. Louis, and the game he he tried to have everyone wait till he signed it, but he said, you know, I might have missed some people, and I'm sorry. He said I had to go back to uh, the hotel. I then came back and I forgot something. As I came back to the stadium, there's Stan Musel standing online, still signing autographs. He wouldn't leave till everyone had his, uh, signed the uh, same autograph from Musial. Oh. Very nice man, a great man, Stan Musial. But Wayne, I don't know if you heard the part where I said Stan Musial, uh, they erected a, a, a statue of Stan Musial five years after he retired. Yeah, that's Tom Siva, right? <laughs> Yeah, Why did right. it take 36 years, years uh, to Wayne, for, for receive a, a statue? That's the match for you. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead there, Michael. No, I can explain to Jerry. Back in the day, the Mets was such an inept organization that... Back in the day? My principal won't pay me $20,000. She had dinner right away. And she told me to go to Shea Stadium and get tickets for the entire school. And she set up the tickets and how to do it and everything like that. I get to Shea Stadium. 
And the guy who my principal arranged to get the tickets with was sent out on an errand. They made me sit for an hour and a half. And finally, I had to get tickets in another spot, which wasn't as good. And it was just an example of how inept the Mets always used to be back in those days. Just very Absolutely, Mike. But I'm hoping that uh, Steve Cohen writes the ship, builds an organization, good scouting department, play development, et cetera. That's what I'm hoping for. But, you know, I can't wait another 25 years for a World Series. You'll have to wait about 10, Gerald. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you got to take your time, Gerald. Hey, you never know. You never know. Anybody else want to comment on uh, Stand the Man? All right. Good job there. Stand the Man. Look forward to your uh, story next week. Don't tell anyone who it is yet. Tell me later, but don't tell them. Tell me at breakfast on Tuesday. (laughs) Okay, I'll do that. All right, let's move on. (laughs) I found three beep beeps this week. I hope did anyone else find a beep beep? Let you go first. Okay, you don't find them. You don't jam down. Uh, Drew Tranquil. Oh, I yeah, he's a football player. One of back the, for one the, of the teams in the playoffs. Chiefs. <laughs> Watch the game on Sunday, and you'll see a tranquil. That's Drew Tranquil. He's a linebacker for the Chiefs. Another one. Tranquil. Tranquil. Yeah, he'll smack you. Today. Linebacker. Uh, this is Roop, R-O-O-P-E-H-I-N-T-Z. Hints. Anybody? Roop Hints or Roopy Hints? <laughs> Nobody? His nickname was the Ace of Spades. He's a Finnish, Finnish hockey player, and he plays now for the Dallas Stars. <laughs> okay. All right. And then finally, I found this one. I thought this one was unusual. I don't know the history of this woman. Dariana Littlepage Bugs. Dariana Littlepage, one word, one name. And Bugs, B-U-G-G-S. Anybody? Native American. Um, She's a, uh, a Baylor University basketball player. How about that? Okay. Wait, don't get so excited. All right. <laughs> so uh, this day in sports, January 25th. Let's see how far I get on this. Uh, who knows? To, who could speak French? Anybody can speak French? High school French. You're probably. So in 1924, the first Winter Olympics opens in France in the city. C H A M O N I X. Chamonix? 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 Sounds like a. I don't think you pronounce the X. You don't pronounce the X? No, you don't pronounce the X. Same thing. Why do we have a K in the word knowledge? Right, you don't say But the first Winter Olympics opened in the uh, the CH city in uh, France. Uh, in 1930, Australian Championship men's tennis going on right now. Yes, same time of year. What if you want Edgar Moon wins his first and only Grand Slam singles title as he beats fellow Australian. Harry Hotman in three sets. Never heard any of those guys. Wayne, put it on mute. Oh, there's something called the Hotman Cup. What's that, uh, Mike? The the Hotman Cup. That's a prize. Oh, maybe. Maybe. He lost it, by the way. And I think it's for uh, mixed doubles, isn't it? Men and women. Men and women forming a team. Competing with one another. 
Well, Harry lost it back in 1930. Uh, in 1939, uh, the only, uh, only in, the, in the only second world heavyweight championship fight between two black men, black men, uh, Joe Lewis knocks out John Henry Lewis in the first round. Anybody here with John Henry Lewis? No, no. Right. John Henry Johnson. Johnson. Johnson, Johnson a football running player, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in 1945, the Yankees uh, is sold by the Rupert estate to Del Webb and his partner, Del Topp. And Larry McPhail get this for $2.8 million. Mm. Okay. Money. 1960, Will Chamberlain scores 58. And it's the most ever by a rookie as a Philadelphia Warrior. Warriors. As they beat the Pistons. Everyone's beat the Pistons. You know, they won the other day. Uh, 1961, Toronto Maple Leafs, left winger Frank Mahovlich scores twice, giving him 39 for the season. And that's the most ever in one season by a Maple Leaf. We put him on mute because we hear the whole conversation. <laughs> uh, in 75, no, it's a 74. Ray Kroc buys the San Diego Padres for $12 million. That's well, the McDonald's right. guy. That's the right. McDonald's guy. That's right. That's right. Right. Yeah. Uh, also in 1975, Dennis Potvin. I know you, Ranger guys cool. don't like him, but he records his first Not true. Patrick. <laughs> Not true. Just show us something. <laughs> in no, 78, player. in 1978, the San Diego Padres trade a man named Dave Tomlin and $125,000 to the Texas Rangers for Gaylord Perry. Oh, from the Padres wow. uh, to the, uh, he goes from the Rangers to the Padres. He goes to the, the Padres and he goes on and wins the Cy Young Award oh, yeah. that year. So you make a little trade, and he goes wins the Cy Young. But that was pretty cool. Uh, in 1981, Super Bowl. Roger, you'll like this. In the Superdome in New Orleans, the Oakland Raiders beat the Philadelphia Eagles, and Mr. Jim Plunkett is your MVP. Oh, yeah, One, two Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Which things you would like. Things you would like. Let's see. 1987. Super Bowl 21. Rose Bowl. <laughs> Giants beat the Broncos. 920. Mm. And your MVP yep. is Phil Sims. Phil Sims. In 1989, basketball. Michael Jordan scores his 10,000th point. And he's only in his fifth season. I don't know how he did that, but that's that's what they said here. Uh, in 1989, Yankees owner George Steinbrenner meets Pope John Paul II. What they talked about, I have no idea. But they met. Uh, in 1991, St. Louis, uh, the St. Louis Blues wing uh, Brett Hull scores twice to give him 50 goals in 49 games and becomes the third player in history with 50 goals in less than 50 goals. 50 games. games. Goals in less than 50 games. <laughs> well, that was pretty cool. Uh, oh, 1996, the Ottawa Senators. We never hear the Ottawa Senators ever making the, the playoffs. 
They're a losing team. They really are a. Right? When's the uh, last Rangers time they were in the playoffs? Uh, they, the, they played the Rangers, Rangers tough in a couple of playoff series. Yeah, they did. I don't remember the remember. Rangers series. Uh, set a then NHL record with their 16th consecutive seven. game without a win. They were 0-15-1. Uh, in 1997, a trade. St. Louis Shock, uh, St. Jose Sharks obtained future Hall of Famer Ed Balfour, the goalie, yeah. from Chicago. For three people and a draft pick, uh, Chris Terry, Terry, Ulf Dahlin, and mm-hmm. Mikhail Sikora. Those names sound familiar to you guys? Peter Sikora, guy played for the Devils. Yeah. Yeah. played for the Devils. Must be a must be Terary, a so did Terry too in goal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, here's a good one. I know you'll like this one. In 1998 Spice Girl, Posh, Victoria Adams, and soccer star David Beckham get engaged. Just remember that. that yeah. I got two more. I have you. 2003 Australian Open final. Serena Williams defeats her sister Venus uh, for her first Australian Open title. And in 2022 or 2022, NHL, the Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Keith Yandel. Yandel. Uh, becomes the new Ironman with his yeah, 965 yeah, consecutive game, regular season. He breaks the record of anyone know? Oh, uh, Doug Jarvis, don't hurt your brains. Doug right. Jarvis, yeah, Doug Canadians. And that's yeah. uh, today's day. Yeah, they'll play the Rangers too. All right, yeah. let's move on to sports so stories by Larry. Well, Sponsored this Mark. week by. Oh, you want a question? Got a question before we go Comment. on to Larry. Sorry, pause. Ed. Gerald. Gerald. I just wanted to digress for one minute. You had mentioned Will Chamberlain scoring 58 points in 1960 as a rookie, the most ever for a rookie in a game. I remember back in the day when I was a great NBA fan, the 1967 Warriors were thought to have the greatest starting team and sixth man off the bench. Could anybody name the starters and the number six man for the 1967 Philadelphia Warriors? Billy Cunningham, was Cunningham six man. Yeah, right. Paul Harrison. Paul Harrison. No. How no. great was one? How Greer? How Greer was one. Chet Walker, Lucius Jackson. Yes. Wait, who was the center well, with the Wally, great hook Wally, shot? Wally Jones. Yes. What about Neil center? Johnston? Neil Johnston. It was no. it was more of the fifties, early sixties. Yeah. Center was Lucius Jackson. No, no. He was a corner man. The center, Fred. Come on. Jackson played center. You had Walker in the... No, no. The guy who's recognized as the center for the Philadelphia Warriors in 67. What was his number? Herman? Number 13. Wilt. Wilt. And who was the number six man from Brooklyn? Bill Melchiondi. Billy Cunningham. Bill Cunningham. Bill Cunningham. Bill Cunningham. All right. Mike has a question. Yeah, Mike has I thought Paul. Where was Paul Arizin? He he was earlier. Yeah, he was. He was earlier. 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 Milton, we're gonna get to your song uh, after Larry's uh, story. Wait, okay? wait, Mike, Mike has, has, has his hand up. Yeah, yeah, a quick follow up, if I can. So uh, about Harry Hotman, he was the captain of the Australian Davis Cup team for over two decades, and they, uh, that's during the time they had Labor and Rosewall and all all those guys, Roach, so on. Um, 
And I was right about what I said earlier. They, there is a mixed international competition in which there is a women's singles, a men's singles, and then a mixed doubles match to decide who wins the thing. It's all two out of three sets. And who, here's your, here's my trivia question for today. Who won the Hopman Cup in 19, in 2023? If you know this, you yeah, know but, everything yeah. there is to know. Famous pro? Croatia. Country, oh, most country. <clears throat> It's country. First, first yeah. time and maybe oh, ever. Hey, by the way, on the Philadelphia yeah. team, did you forget Hal Greer? Was he still Girl, there? He might have been a little earlier. Yeah, Hal Greer, Hal Greer. Archie, Archie Clark. A, yep. That's All how right. they well, well, Let's go Jones. on to Larry's story. Then we'll come back to Milton's song. Then we'll go down the road. Uh, Larry, you, this week you're sponsored by... Any leftover 2023 calendars? <laughs> That's who's sponsoring you today. What do you have? My story this week is entitled Notable NBA Events for 2023. The NBA.com staff chose many notable events for 2023. Here are four of them that appeal to me most. First, Denver winning the 2023 <coughs> finals. Yes. The Nuggets became the last of the four former ABA teams to reach the NB finals and then won it. Also, coach Michael Malone won while his dad, former NBA coach Brendan Malone, was around to see it. And finally, Nikola Jovic no longer would face criticism for subpar performance in the postseason. Second, Sacramento ends its record playoff drought. <clears throat> After 16 years of frustration and disappointment, the starving Sacramento fan base was rewarded with electrifying play on the court. In short, this was a comeback year for the Kings franchise. Third, San Antonio winning the draft lottery with Victor Wembenyamu. Spur, Spurs coach Greg Popovich once described himself as, quote, the beneficiary of serendipity. In 1987, <laughs> San Antonio won the lottery and selected David Robertson. Now we have the lottery shining on the Spurs once again with Victor another generational big man. Fourth and final, the Celtics get Christos Porzingis. The Celtics look even better with the addition of Chris, Christos Porzingis. On offense, KP provides spacing and a post presence. And on defense, he protects the rim. Porzingis had a, a somewhat disappointing journey, journey from New York to Dallas, to Washington, but he's clearly in the right place now. That completes my story for this week. Yeah, the, well, the Spurs have eight wins, seven, eight wins. <laughs> Take them a while to uh, turn it around. Uh, Gerald? I wanted to mention something very quickly about the Denver Nuggets. I had a friend named Arnie Rubin. Mike knows who he is, Mike Feiner. And yeah. his son worked for the WWE. And yep. one year, the WWE was supposed to have an event at the Denver Nuggets Arena 
and unexpectedly the the Denver Nuggets made it to the playoffs and the arena was not available and WWE uh, uh, sued, of course, the Denver Nuggets. So my friend's son, who's the head of operations for the WWE, had three weeks to change the venue from Denver to California. He almost tore his hair out, but somehow he's able to do it. Could you imagine that logistically uh, changing uh, travel arrangements, hotel reservations, tickets being printed up, getting an arena? I, I give him a lot of credit. That's my little offbeat story about the Denver Nuggets. Meanwhile, if you follow wrestling, tomorrow is the uh, Saturday is the Royal Rumble. And meanwhile, Vince McMahon is in big trouble. Who yeah. cares? The Royal Rumble. All week they've been at. The, it's going to be in the Tropicana Stadium down in uh, Tampa, and uh, which I think is not, it's not in Tampa. It's uh, St. Pete. Tropicana is in St. Pete. Is that All week it's taken them to get that uh, whole thing uh, the way they want it to be. It's the setup. Did you watch it or is it on pay per view? Uh, I I watch it on Peacock. Oh, Peacock. I have Peacock. If you if you bought Peacock for the uh, One boy playoff game, you still have it. You go watch it. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> All right, Fred. Yeah, when Larry mentioned San Antonio, they were also very, very lucky and fortunate to get Tim Duncan and by winning the draft lottery. So by that's that led between Duncan and Robinson leading mm -hmm. to their five world championships. Yeah, they had a run. But, but had well, a run. Of course, the Knicks were fortunate to get Patrick Ewing, which led to no world champions because they went up against Michael Jordan and the Bulls right. in yeah. the 1990s, as we all know. Yeah. Or Elijah won. Okay. Or yeah. Elijah and Gerald, to the finals. Gerald, right. last time, then we'll go, we'll go to Milton. Go ahead. Speaking about streaming, and I know a little bit about this as being a little shareholder in Netflix, they are going to be live streaming it the is. WWE Raw program. They just signed a $5 billion contract. That's right. I'm a holder. I couldn't care less about the wrestling. Well, I, I follow each week. I watch I watch uh, the Raw. I watch the SmackDown. Finer and Marks. Really? And I, I, yeah, and I, I, I watch the pay-per-views. So I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I love to, love to watch I it. I love my wrestling. And uh, well, I can say it. So I'm I'm. I, I have Netflix, so I'll be watching on Netflix. SmackDown is leaving Fox and going to the USA channel. That's where it came from. From the Good. maybe Fox is going to show more basketball. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Okay, let's go on. Thank you, Larry, for that. I look forward to your story next week. It's time for Milton. Milton, right. I forgot about you. Again. Why do I keep forgetting about you? I don't know why. Anyway, this song was from 1980, a New Zealand group, probably the best number one song ever coming out of Australia. Oh. Can we guess before it? Oh, Men yeah. at Work. Let's Men see. Work. Yeah. Are you spoiled? That's Quiet. Why Sorry. On to the, the, the title.
Okay, Milk. Okay. Name the group. Uh, is it modern English? No, it's called And they and the lead singer Tim Finn went on to become the lead singer of Crowded House. Was it modern modern English? Who is Who was he? Split ends. I got you. Split ends. Never heard of it. Yeah, great. Listen, I want you to know. Never heard of it. Stumped us again. I did patience yeah. that loved the crown I made on her. Look what she got me. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, spit with a record. Got a 45 <laughs> RPM adapter there. But I'll close out the show today with a great song. You'll know it, but it's an uplifting song. We'll close it out after Mark's final spiel. Let's go on to <laughs> Roger's football report. And by the way, you're sponsored by your colon. As long as we're on music, I uh, mentioned that Mary Weiss of the Shangri-Las passed yeah. away. Yes, yeah. on Friday. Yes, yes. yes. Mary, Mary was in my graduating high school class. Really? Wow. Andrew Jackson? Yep. Wow. Fact, all, wow. all the Shangri-La members Andrew Jackson. Wow. Wow. I did a whole spiel on the Shangri-Las in, in my school one time. I had to do a presentation. Really? We did like a lip-syncing show, and I was the host. And someone <laughs> wanted to do the Shangri-Las, and, uh, and uh, we told the whole thing. They, they, were they sisters, right? The, the two of them were sisters? Two sisters and uh, two, two sets of sisters. One, two sets one of set sisters, of yeah. yeah. Did they, they make a lot of albums? Like if I wanted to put mm -hmm. on Alexa, could I listen to them for half an hour? They had about four or five good songs. Yeah. Leader of the Pack was probably Leader of the Pack. Yeah. Yeah. Walking in the Sand. Walking in the Sand. Yeah. Yeah, there, Fred. Stones were talking about female singers. Also, female singer Melanie passed away. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I got right. a brand new role. Living okay. Bell and a brand new car. Yeah. Candles in the rain. rain. Brand new yeah. Yeah. Brand new key, right? Brand new key. Yeah, yeah. brand new key. But that key is not so new anymore. <laughs> Mark, can you un unmute uh, Wayne? Wayne, where is he? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, he's he's muted. Yeah, he's muted. Can you unmute yourself, Wayne? No, he couldn't do it. So yes, no, no, he did. He's yeah, unmuted. Now, he's yeah. unmuted. Yes, I did. He's back. Okay. All right. I shut my phone off. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Um, Ellie Greenwich, uh, who, along with Jeff Barry, I think, who wrote the the first big hit, um, "Leader of the Pack," said she was scared of uh, Mary Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> One Jewish girl afraid of another, huh? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think Mary was Mary Weiss Jewish. Supposedly. Yeah, I think so. I don't, think so. I don't know. So anyway, that's what she said. She was, she was scared of her. All right, Roger, I think you're up. Okay. Back to sports. Back to sports. Back to the important stuff. <laughs> uh, a lot of coach turnover, as we're aware, in the NFL. <laughs> uh, my, my Raiders, I think, finally did something smart. They, uh, Took the interim tag off Antonio Pierce, so he's going to be the head coach. Um, they finished five and four under him. I mean, lackluster eight and nine season, but uh, some, some progress. Again, uh, quarterback situation is still, uh, you know, uh, in turmoil, but we'll get there, hopefully. And they also just hired a new GM, this Tom Telesco. Uh, looks like they're recycling him from the Chargers. He got canned when uh, Staley got canned, so yeah, I guess that's what they, what they do here. Uh, After the Raiders scored 63 points against 
Yeah, that, that had a lot to do with it. That's about the most uh, the high point of the season for them, I think. <laughs> and obviously the low point for the Chargers. Um, they, the Titans hired the Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. Uh, the Eagles are not retaining their offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson. Surprise, surprise. Sunshine. Big big thing for the Chargers. They're hiring the uh, Michigan coach, uh, Jim Harbaugh. Five-year yeah. contract, apparently. And uh, as Howie knows, he was successful with the Niners from uh, mm. 11 to 2014, when he was 44-19-1. and one. Three consecutive NFC uh, championship uh, runs. They did Get to the Super Bowl once, and they lost. He lost to his brother. brother. You know right, who's older, Jim or John? John. This is John. This is John. This is John, John by eighteen John. months. Oh, John man. by eighteen months. I wonder if all that turmoil going on in, in Michigan had something to do with this too. Kind of probably you know, did. Definitely. Yeah. Get yeah. getting out of Dodge quick, and <laughs> or any more sanctions. Yeah. Uh, the I, I think also because he finally, you know, he won the whole shebang this year. But, you know, yeah. on top. That was his alma mater, too, I think, right? So, yeah, yeah it was. was. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Wait, what, Gerald? Roger, anything new in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? <laughs> I'm not at liberty to talk about the Jets. Okay. Mike, okay. Michael's winning. <laughs> I finish up. All right, uh, Dolphins defensive quarter Vin uh, Fangio is leaving to join the Eagles. Oh, is that right? And the Panthers hired the uh, Bucks offensive corner Dave uh, Canales. 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 And the only, only other noteworthy thing, I mean, we'll get more into the uh, you know, the playoffs and all that kind of stuff, but with the Chiefs, uh, Mahomes and Kelsey passed uh, a braiding Gronkowski for most playoff touchdowns with 16. So that's that's what I have for the NFL. Okay. Wayne. Yeah, two questions, Roger. One, do you think Belichick will get a job? Mm-hmm. And he will if he wants it. I mean, you know, well, the, the only job he only interviewed with was with the Falcons. Yeah. Didn't he go for a uh, second interview with them? Yeah, he, he did. did. He did. Over the weekend. Yeah, he did. I would think it's up to him. Question, I mean, we've been Roger. talking that maybe he wants to take a year off or whatever. I mean, he's what, 72 years old? So, uh, yeah. It's second not much question. more for him to co- accomplish, but you know, you, it's up to him. Do you think that uh, Jim Harbaugh will take his defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter, with him? Because if not, I think the Giants should grab him. Well, they don't have I, a... It'll be interesting, yeah. I yeah. just heard on sports radio that they expect him to come. Go uh, with him? With yeah. Him. Go with him, yeah. 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 I mean, it seems and Michigan lot. already hired their new coach. Who was it? The offensive coordinator, Moore? You got the it. Who, yeah. Yeah, absent, yeah, the, yeah, offensive coordinator. Yep. What a great game that was, though. Yep. Buffalo. yep. You know, it was yep. hard to believe that the quarterback, if I'm right, did he run more yardage than yep. any of the ru- rushers? No, they had two guys who rushed 100 yards. They too, right. You know, you know what really was great about the Kansas City and the Buffalo game? And it shows, it magnifies the ineptitude of the New York teams. Both offensive lines were so great, there were no sacks. Right. That was amazing. Mm. Yeah, that was a big, yeah. very good. And it shows good the point, you, also, you also have two pretty mobile quarterbacks, and That's and true. Allen is so strong. Yeah, but yeah. still, they, yeah. That is, yeah, I agree with you. You're right. Not even one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nobody's able uh, to catch. You know, the New York quarterbacks Holmes. are nowhere on that level. Yeah, yeah. not even close. But it's, right. Right. it's about the line. You got to protect the quarterback. All right, yeah. Michael has a comment, and we'll move on. Yeah, Roger, you forgot the top story in the NFL all week. Uh, Tell the story about Kelsey's brother 
without the shirt and the little girl. Oh, and God. Oh, yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we all saw it. We all saw it. Now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Right. He would have had a shirt and he's holding her and everything. <laughs> or she got to see the. Yeah, and then let's say they get on the He's a real party animal, you know that. Yeah, that that's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't and think his the... mother appreciated it. <laughs> no, yeah, and, no. And then when uh, when he gets to be our age, he'll have arthritis for doing that without the shirt. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I thought I heard if I if it's right that the coach of Michigan that won, you know, the, the big game there against Washington. Jim Harbaugh. Coach the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Five year contract, Milt. Yeah. Yeah. Should be good. Should be good. Okay. okay. Let's move on. Watching the clock here. Michael, any Yankees <laughs> yeah. or Jets report? Oh, I have a if you have something great, you're sponsored by underwear. I have a great <laughs> jet report. Uh back in this last last week, actually, uh, they were making a big deal about how cold it was in the NFL, and uh, you couldn't help noticing the uh, players all warmed up in, in their uh, warm clothes and stuff like that. So there was a picture of the Giants in 1958, and they were sitting on the sidelines. That was the uh, year right before the uh, greatest game ever played, and they didn't have that, any of that stuff. And I'd like to submit that all these playoff games in the cold – they don't care about the cold. They're nice and warm. They take off their winter coats and they run out there. And they're out there for 10, 15 minutes to go back all the warm stuff. So uh, it doesn't really make any difference. So uh, I never thought it made much of a difference. But anyway, my jet report is as follows. Uh, that picture I found on Google about the Giants at Yankee Stadium. And it fascinated me because back in the day, uh, you'd only see the Giants in white uniforms because the black the, the darker color <laughs> you'll you see why this uh becomes a jet story the uh the darker uniforms are only on when they were playing at yankee stadium and i always thought it was so cool that the giants played at yankee stadium one of the most iconic stadiums in the whole wide world and uh that was the picture uh it was at the giants bench in 58 on a snowy day and that was the year the giants would go on to have a playoff game against the browns and eventually they ended up playing the greatest game ever played. And uh, they played at Yankee Stadium. And the Giants played there in 1956 to 1973. 56 was their first year at the stadium. And they actually won the NFL championship in that year uh, with Chuck and Charlie Connerly. And, uh, 47-7. Right? Bears, right. right. So they played there from 56 to 73. And that was their first year. And it was very, very cool. And in my mind, the Giants really became popular in the 60s when uh, Y.A. Tittle became the aging quarterback, quarterback, uh, replaced uh, the aging quarterback, Chuck and Charlie Connolly. If you ever remember Charlie Connolly, he'll always miss his first down and second down. And he was so great with third down and long. I've never seen a quarterback like that. But then when Tittle came over, uh, he was uh, very, very popular. And I enjoyed him a lot. And adding to the enjoyment of watching for Giant fans, such as myself, was the radio broadcasts of Marty Glickman and his mm-hmm. sidekick, Al Derogatis. Al And I usually literally watch the games like this, trying to envision Marty Glickman and Al Derogatis calling the game. And it was very, very exciting to be a Giant fan. 
And as a Yankee fan, I thoroughly appreciated the Giants playing their home football games at Yankee Stadium. And one of my greatest highlights as a Giant fan was in 1971. They weren't any good anymore. I worked at, as a counselor at Robin Hood Day Camp, and I received as a tip season tickets for the Giants. And I got to go see the Giants at Yankee Stadium. And it was so cool, so wonderful. And I so appreciated and loved the Giants playing at Yankee Stadium. But in 1973, my Giants fandom went totally down the tubes when they left Yankee Stadium to play at Yale Bowl in Connecticut. Oh, yeah, right, right. They actually sat on slabs in the cold winter, okay. and that's how they had to sit. And then after that, it was Shea Stadium, the worst place. The last when Shea Stadium was the armpit of the world in sports. And uh, then they go to Giant Stadium. And it was stadium, then yeah. I decided to become a Jet fan. And it's <laughs> a big West Shea Stadium, too. To have Jet fans and Yankee fans. But I, I am. I was a wondering Jet when you're going to get to the Jets. Okay. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's my Jet report, believe it or not. And as I... for the Yankees, good news Matt Blake <laughs> thinks the Yankees have a good rotation. So uh, forget about everybody worrying about the Yankees' rotation. Matt Blake thinks they're going to be good. Domingo German, I don't know if he's going to be coming back to the Yankees. It was designated for assignment, but Yay. he's out there. Okay. And who the heck knows? He might still be a good pitcher because when he's good, he's very, very good. But he has his issues. But there's uh, Lewis Gill who might be good and a bunch of others. Uh, their rotation now is Rodon and Cole is their ace and Nasty Nestor and Schmidt. And uh, who am I missing? But it's uh, Strowman. It could be Strowman. Yeah, what the, yeah. Strowman. Marcus Strowman. Strowman. So Strowman, it's a, yeah. it could be a good rotation, and they have an incredible lineup. And uh, I should be optimistic, but I'm not. I'm worried. <laughs> and uh, in, pre in previous years, I was not worried. I was always optimistic, right? So uh, <laughs> who the heck knows what's going to happen? But that's my report for today, and uh, that's it. All right, uh, Jeff, you had a comment. Yeah, hey Mike, uh, don't blame don't blame the Giants for leaving Yankee Stadium. It was Steinbrenner who threw them out. Oh, uh, okay, uh, Roger. Just in terms of cold, I remember watching those games in Minnesota when the Vikings played outdoors, and Bud Graham mm -hmm. wouldn't let his players put on any jackets. They couldn't see that sit on any of those uh, heated benches or anything like that. It was a good home field advantage, but purple people leader, purple the people, leader. the ice bowl, Alan Page. Alan Page, Carl Eller, yeah. Carol, Mike, two questions for you. Will Stroman screw up the Yankee clubhouse, number one? Number two, what's going on in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? Any apologies in that this week? Oh, my God. He's got a one-track You were going to mess around, and Aaron Judge put his arm around you and say, son, behave yourself. Wouldn't you behave yourself? So I think that Stroman will be just fine. And as for Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, He's in the Bahamas. Leave him alone. Right? I think next year the Jets are going to stay. I'm thinking about the season. All right. Thank you, Michael, for all the uh, Yankees Man. and Jets stuff. <laughs> all right, Joe, you have any Mets moments? Yeah. It's, oh, uh, we sponsored by the New Jersey Bridges. I'll just let you know that. All right. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of them. Anyway, no tunnels, just it's like it's like Groundhog Day every day around here. Every day I wake up, I look online, and the same thing with the Mets. So he's staying, he's going, he's staying, he's going. Right. Now McNeil wants him to stay. 
there's absolutely nothing going on with the Mets. And it's yes. getting later. The later the hours are getting later, and I don't know what's going to happen. If they stand pat, they're at best a third-place team and Agreed. quite possibly a fourth-place team. Right. Agreed. And New there's York nothing York. going on. They're not signing anybody. I mean, there are three pretty good hitters out there to make a DH out of. Justin Turner. How's uh, that? Justin Turner. Uh, uh, God, I can't think of his name now. The guy uh, JD Martinez. the Dodgers this year. Uh, Martinez. Martinez and uh, Soler. Right, so Soler is probably the best out of all yeah, of them. Soler, He's yeah. the youngest and um, That's right. most upside. But looks like at this point they're going to they're give it to Vientos. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Nobody's saying anything. It's like a it's like a black hole in there. I can't. Uh, I can't decide what they're saying. And nobody. I, I don't know what else. Saying. But it's very, very important. Mets tickets went on sale. It's very, it's very frustrating. As Mets.com, you can get your, your tickets. They still have an incredibly high payroll. They're paying off uh, Scherzer and Verlander this year, and I don't know about next year, but um, I don't know. I don't have a warm and fuzzy feeling about this Gerald, year. if you mentioned uh, Mr. Rogers again, I'm going to... No, no, no. <laughs> well, don't mention Scherzer either. Joe, it would really be something if somehow the Mets signed Cody Bellinger and, and found yes. it place for him in the in the lineup oh they could find a place for him in the lineup there wouldn't be any problem to replace Marte. sure yeah or put yeah. him in center yeah yeah Cody bellinger's looking for 200 million dollar contract yeah i mean i don't think i don't think he's worth that kind of money i mean he had a great year last year but yeah. uh, he had a number of down years and yes. i yes. thought i i think i i probably if you went back in the record here i meant i thought last year they should have signed him because it was a no-brainer. He was coming. Right. He was a free right. agent. It was a no-brainer, one-year contract. But yeah. this year, I don't know. I think he's asking for too much, and I think the Cubs even up all. Bring back the elbow back. No, Joe. If they bring back the elbow back, that's it. I'm done. Joe, Joe when yeah. I don't know this, when Bellinger had the down years with the Dodgers, was he injured or he just stunk? Yes. Yes, he was he injured. There's no doubt that he was injured. He but, had an injury. Uh, he had a bad injury. Yeah, he, he, but, he got injured in celebrating the 2020 World Series win in the, in the COVID year. He oh. hurt his shoulder. You know, one of these others celebrate, you know, injuries during a celebration. A la like Diaz. Edwin Diaz. A la Diaz, right. yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The, other, the one other thing about the Mets is that uh, maybe Adovino will come back. Yeah. yeah, that's if they don't. Nobody, go, nobody you know, can't get one of those. Not going to make great. Not going to make any kind of material uh, difference. No, but no, uh, so, you know, uh, if they get him for they get him for a decent enough price. It's worth it. He's shot. reliable. He's reliable. Yeah. But doesn't spring training start around February fifteenth? So these free agents have to be signed soon. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. I have a whole list of them. I'll see them later. They're still available. So, that's a lot. Okay. Thanks, uh, Joe. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, you. maybe you'll have more information next week. <laughs> There's nothing going on. Fred, <laughs> Fred, yeah. for the Giants report, sponsored by Cat's Whiskers. Okay, but Michael this, did a lot of Giants stuff. No, this will be about had? 30 seconds. Yeah. They hired a, they hired a new running backs coach, a new offense offensive line coach. Their names escape me, and I don't remember who they are. The, the um, offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, interviewed. The Seattle Mar uh, Mariners, um, Seahawks, <laughs> Cubs, 
and the and 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 Brown, whose name first name escapes me, but is the, the person right next to uh, shown is interviewed for the uh, charges <laughs> general manager's job, and ever and and the Giants, like every other team in football, will be heading down to Mobile, Alabama, the scout prospects in the Senior Bowl. So it's a dead period. That's it. That's when, is that se- when is that senior bowl? Uh, it's a week from Saturday, January, uh, February, whatever, February, February 3rd. So they'll be practicing next week. And the, the Jets defensive coordinator is coaching one of the teams. So they'll get a firsthand look at some of these players as well. Okay. That's, a giant, that's a Giants report. All right. Thank you. Anybody want to comment? Wayne? Under, under a yeah. minute. Fred, the offensive line coach is Carmen Basillo from the Raiders. Thank you. And uh, also, if, if Brown signs as a GM <laughs> with uh, another team, the Giants would get a compensatory draft pick in the third yeah. round this year, I think next year, too. Right, right, because of the Rooney rule, because right. the Giants sort of like groomed him to, to take a, a a minority who got a better job, but but he started with the Giants. The Giants will get, you're right, I saw that in today's paper, Wayne, that they would get a third-round pick this year and a third-round pick next year. I did Correct. see that. Okay. Anybody else on that one? Nope. All right, we're up to Howie, West Coast report. Okay. You have a report? Yes, I do. Are you sponsored by uh, remember UHF? Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. sponsoring you. Fidelity. All right, ultra high frequency. Ultra high frequency. antenna. Oh my God! It still exists. What we did to get TV channels. Yeah. Remember WHT? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk, just talking about the Niners, talking about winning ugly, and uh, uh, obviously uh, Brock Purdy has trouble gripping the ball in the rain. Luckily, uh, if he plays the next two games, uh, Sunday's uh, game, which starts 3.30 local time, temperatures are going to be uh, hit 70, 70, mm. 72, sunny. It's going to be dry. Uh, but it wasn't only Purdy. Uh, there was a problem with uh, the team using different cleats. They had to change cleats. And I heard on sports radio yesterday that w- one of the guys in the secondary, I forget who, meant to change his cleats, but didn't until mm-hmm. like the next uh, time. So it wasn't only Purdy. The other thing that made Purdy uncomfortable, the right side of the offensive line was not playing well against the Packers. Either that or the Packers were playing very well. Packers played great, by the way. Uh, that was making them uncomfortable. And they would drop passes. Uh, the one I, in particular I remember is uh, George Kittle uh, looking, uh, looking, uh, not looking to pass in and looking uh, downfield. And he, 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 it would have been a long pass and he possibly would have scored a touchdown there. Trying to run before he had the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the last drive was dry weather. Purdy was perfect. The team was the team did well. So uh, hopefully that'll be that'll be good. Uh, the update on Debo Samuel: He's not practicing, but they expect him to play on Sunday. Oh, that's more. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I heard he was still fifty-fifty, but. Yeah. Okay. They expect to play. Good. That's what they said today. Uh, the uh, thing about the the Lions, though, uh, the Lions will probably, they run the ball up the middle. 
and uh, that's going to be tough for the Niners. Niners are going to have to stop that. Uh, and they'll test the Niners' secondary on third downs because the Niners' secondary on third down were, was giving up a lot of yardage to the uh, Lions. I mean, the uh, Packers. The Packers. Packers. But uh, I kind of expect a shootout to a certain extent, probably a score of like 30 to 27. And I, I mean, I respect the, the Lions have surprised me the whole year. And uh, I think it's going to be a toss up, you know. Wow. Uh, wow. I mean, if everything goes right, the Niners should win. But the Lions, uh, Campbell, playing very I mean, well. That really playing well. Team of destiny. Yeah, Jared Goff. Jared America's, Goff. Team, America's team, the Detroit Lions. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And they and they win games outside of the uh, their dome, right? Yeah, they're pretty yeah. good on the, on the on the road. The dome. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mike, got a comment? Yeah, San Francisco favored by seven in that game. If I had to bet, I'd bet on Detroit with those yeah. guys. The over it's... under in that game is fifty one. Fifty. So if you really think it's a shootout? Then you should go above that. Over, yeah. Interesting, yeah. And it's going to be nice. You said no, no, no rain, it's, no nothing. We, huh? We've had like a week of rain. I was in San Francisco yesterday, and it was raining on us. Mm-hmm. Even the homeless were gone. And today it's in the sixties, sunny, and it's supposed to stay that way through Monday. Uh, temperatures in the low seventies uh, oh. in Santa Clara. So somewhat warm. Perfect uh, weather. And people are gonna comment here. All right, Gerald, your turn. Howie, regarding San Diego and weather, what's going on out there with the yeah. floods? These huge floods. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh yes, the they've had they've had like oh, a lot of rain in LA. They had several days of heavy rain. And uh uh yeah, it's just been huge floods floods before that. Before now, there was something. There was a tsunami in Japan, and it affected oh, uh, yeah. the West Coast. That that could be part of it. But oh, yeah, uh, people who I know live in San Diego. They said they can't walk to the beach because it's all flooded. Trails to the beach all flooded there. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, Fred. Then Michael. Yeah, yeah. Howie, you're absolutely right about the Lions and the running and 49ers because they have they have Montgomery who can run the ball up the middle. And then Gibbs, who is a really speedster, yeah. so they're they got, and and of course that, like San Francisco, they have a really outstanding tight end in Laporta, who's you know you know it was one of these typical Midwestern tight ends that that seems to be in vogue these days in the NBA in the NFL. It's going to be I, I'm just hoping it's, I hope it's going to be just a great game. So yeah, I, I mean, I, as well as the Niners secondary is they do kind of stumble at, at different parts of the game. Uh, so I, I think, yeah, to handle uh, their tight end. Yeah. Be, uh, and and Jared, Goff, Jared Goff gets to come home. Yeah. Having played, having played at Berkeley. Uh, uh-huh. Cal, yeah. That's a good story, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Michael, you want to comment, Michael? Yeah, I just want to ask Howie, do you think that Purdy is a somewhere, uh, somewhat on a downward spiral? Because I was watching the game uh, last week, and I saw some of the past receivers giving him a little bit of a pep talk, and uh, I'm just wondering whether uh, he's not God's gift to quarterbacks as we thought he was. What do you think? Well, 
I don't think they expected they drafted him, the last guy in the draft. I don't think they expected him to be God's gift, but uh, he threw for a record, what, 4,200 yards this, this year, uh, breaking Jeff Garcia's record. Uh, he's pretty accurate. Uh, I Do I think he's going to be a franchise quarterback? Nah, I don't know. Let him win the Super Bowl. If he wins the Super, if, if he wins the Super mm, Bowl, that's true. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but he, it's the system. It, it's Kyle Shanahan's system, and he works well in the system. It's like, it's like we were talking about Jim Harbaugh. When Harbaugh came to the Niners, you had Alex Smith as the quarterback, and he elevated Smith. Then mm. he also drafted Kaepernick, and it got better with Kaepernick. They almost won the Super Bowl against his brother and the Ravens. So uh, I think just Purdy had an off game, but so did a lot of the uh, other players on the Niners. It wasn't only Purdy. Mm -hmm. Goff, was Goff a number one pick? Yeah, Goff won. Yeah. Carson Wentz was two. So, so Goff's yeah. number one pick is going against the last pick of that his but, round, the Purdy. Right, Goff was number one that year, and Carson Purdy Wentz was, was last. Two. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's 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 interesting that the. After the Packers came so close yesterday, they fired the defensive coordinator. Yeah. I don't get that. Mm -hmm. I mean, always go to the, the coordinators, get the uh, the shaft. A lot of, a lot of coaching <laughs> things this week I don't yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. Mike, yeah, you had a comment, Mike? Oh, God. Yeah, the Giants are looking at him. Try to get a handle on how good is Brock Purdy. One of the things to bear in mind is the status of the 49er offensive line. They're pretty good at the tackles, right? They have an all-pro left tackle, and McKissick at right tackle is not bad. They signed him to two or three years. But the middle of the line is something else. They've had guys go elsewhere. I think the mm -hmm. left guard went to the Jets. Uh, the center retired last oh, yeah, year. Tom and center. Yeah. The right guard is considered weak. So the center, you know, the pass rush can come up the middle and can give Purdy a lot of trouble. And uh, they can't run much up the middle either. They run some there and they run mostly to the left. So that, that you know, these things always fit together in certain ways. And before we, we fully can rate how just how good Brock Purdy is, they will need to strengthen that. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Mike, we're up to you. Uh, the DC and surroundings report. You're sponsored by Dashboards. Dashboards. That Dashboards. I'm for that. Um, well, okay, the D.C. area report is one of doom and gloom, uh, basically. Uh, Washington. No no college team around here is doing much. Usually we get something from the Maryland women's team. They're usually a top five or top ten team, not this year. Just lost to Michigan, I think, and they've been losing other games. So they're just kind of maybe better than average, but not much, not much more than that. So we turn to the pro teams and we, we look away and we say, gosh, maybe we should follow politics instead of sports around here. <laughs> the Wizards, um, the one bright spot is uh, on the Wizards side. First of all, they're shopping Kuzma. They're uh, shooting forward, uh, seeing what they can get for him. I think uh, chances are pretty good that by the trade deadline, he'll be with somebody else, depending on what they're offered. But they're, they're supposedly trying to trade as many as four of their uh, players, which are mostly starters. But the, the bright spot on this team right now 
is this guy Marvin Bagley, whom they got from Detroit in a trade of several players on either side. I think I mentioned it last week. They get, uh, traded away expiring contracts to get Bagley and a couple of second rounders. He's playing pretty well. Uh, they played last night against Minnesota, which is leading the West, I think, and have a bunch of big guys. Uh, like Gobert is seven foot one or something like that. And they have Towns, who's about seven feet. But Bagley held his own. He didn't start for some reason that I don't understand, but he played 24 minutes, 17 points, 15 rebounds. He was uh, on the plus minus scale. He was minus one, but the team lost by minus, by nine. So, you know, that's better than uh, than the average uh, member of the team. So he's only played three games for the team, but at the moment, he looks like he could be a building block for the franchise as they try to uh, rebuild. Caps are fading away. Uh, they're on a Western trip right now. They continue to have problems scoring. Uh, they've gotten beaten pretty pretty badly, but in the last two games, St. Louis beat them and Colorado beat them, and I think they have another game uh, coming up either tonight or tomorrow night. But it, uh, things are things are not good. They're a below 500 team overall, and at the moment, they are out of Eastern Conference playoff uh, uh, position. So we'll see. Uh, the Nationals. The Nationals have just signed uh, a player whose lifetime batting average is 197. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. fans, of course, will know Joey Gallo from his days in New York. And I, he's a pretty big guy, right? I mean, he's got to weigh more than 197 pounds, does he not? 6'4", about 220 pounds. Oh, big That's well, exactly what I bad. suspected. So we'll see. They said they needed a left-handed power hitter, and Gallo is a left-handed power hitter. He does hit home runs. I know he got 20 home runs last year, but, boy, uh, you know, he strikes out a huge amount of the time. <laughs> they also got that guy, Yetes, uh, played for St. Louis, who is a left-handed hitter and has better abilities, I think, than Gallo does. But uh, this is obviously a team that's uh, in transition, shall we say. So that's that's my report for this week. All right, got a couple of people want to comment. Raj, you go yeah. first. Okay, thanks, Mark. Uh, I think today Wes Unsell got fired by the Wizards. Mike, is that oh. true? Yeah, he did. That spoils my <laughs> theory. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, he did. Know. I That's didn't right know off that. the press. I couldn't yeah, understand why yeah. he was, why he was going, why he continued to coach. I I mentioned, for example, they're not even starting or hadn't. He was not starting Bagley, who had been probably their bright spot the last several games. And I had this this theory that I tried out on you guys about a team that's trying to tank keeps a coach that's a below average coach, mm -hmm. and that was the only reason I could see for keeping that guy. And now that theory is is blown. Yeah. Did they say who replaced them? I think maybe one of the assistants, maybe Mark. Well, yeah, probably on, on a temporary basis. Probably. Yeah. And then we're going to move him into, you know, the main office or something. <laughs> so oh, he'll get promoted. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, when they brought him in, there was a lot of fanfare about he was a defensive-minded coach, and he would he would help this team to become a much stronger defensive unit. And in, in, instead, they've deteriorated defensively. So, yeah. no reason to keep. Larry it. has a comment. Uh, we should mention that uh, Danny Avdia is another bright spot for the Wizards. Uh, for example, in this last game, he had twenty-four. He was a leading scorer for the Wizards, twenty-four points, eight eight rebounds, six assists. And he's really been he's really been blossoming. I, I agree with that, Larry. I think Abdi is another building block on this team. 
He's an Israeli, incidentally, for those yes, of you is. that weren't aware of that. And uh, he's, he's uh, steadily improved his shooting. That was his big weakness when he first uh, came to the team. He really couldn't shoot very well, but he played pretty good defense. He rebounds some, and he's gotten bigger and stronger. So I see him as part of the uh, future. Right. Yeah. That's right. Gerald. Mike, I wanted to say something positive about Gallo. I think he's a fairly good defensive player. A fairly good what? Defensive player. Oh, oh yeah. I guess Outfield. he's won a couple of golden gloves. Yeah, left Texas. field, right? As an outfielder, not a first baseman. Yeah, with, yeah with, with the Rangers. Yeah. As an outfielder. Is his right. natural position left field? Is that is that what he does best? Yeah, I think left field. Yeah. All right. Anybody else? All right. Thanks for the report there. Sure. So let us move on. Thank you. Um, so who are we picking? Who 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 we pick? Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, 49ers? Oh, the Ravens. The Ravens are dominant at the moment. The Ravens are the best team on paper. The Ravens? Wow, the Ravens are the best team on the field, too. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how many think how many back. think the Chiefs yeah. are gonna win? I think the Chiefs are gonna win. <laughs> I, I, I do also. This. Yeah, I think the rest of you think the Ravens are going to win, right? Yeah. No, what about I, the? Uh, I, I, I think it's Pickham. Pickham, they'll pick him. Could be the, yeah. So, uh, how many think that the Lions are going to upset the 49ers? How many hope the Lions? <laughs> how many think the 49ers? Forty ers all the way. I'm not really all the way. No, they won't be paid. Harry's, Harry's praying. <laughs> I'm praying. All the way? You know what it is about yeah. the 49ers? They have so many good players. My God, you know. And that's yeah. the thing. Caffrey. I don't think any team of the four who have that many players that are just terrific. <laughs> Fred, I just Fred. hope it doesn't come down to injuries again like last year. Yeah. Fred? Well, Lamar Jackson gets hurt all the time, and no one mentioned that before. Mm, that could, uh, Fred, the, the center for the for 49ers is John Feliciano, who, who was cut by right. the Giants. He was the Giants. Is that right? He was, oh, yeah. I, I was sort of glad he left the Giants. I didn't think he was that good. He's playing, he's playing fairly, he's playing well for the 49ers. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Is, I don't play, know. is the center playing well? I haven't seen too many 49er games. But uh, Howard, how is, the, how is the center for the 49ers? I don't notice the center. I just noticed the right side of the line, the tackle on the guard. Uh, all I know is they they were saying that Purdy was uncomfortable in the pocket. Uh, and whether it was the rain, whether it was the line, I don't know. Uh, maybe it was the center. I, I don't know. I, but there weren't any fumbles or anything. When he was, when he was at the Giants, he got too many costly penalties. Oh, oh yeah. There's a guy on... What team was it? There's a guy who has the most penalties. On the Chiefs. On the Chiefs, right? I think it's the right tackle or the right guard. I know who yeah, he is. Right. They mentioned that the other day. Guy's huge yeah. also. Has the most you penalties. Know, penalties. You know what's scary about the Chiefs, though, and I, this is why I don't think that uh, Mark's prediction is going to hold water. They have that Kadarius Tony on that team. <laughs> he's not going to play, though. He's been injured. He don't play that much. But, oh, but oh, they, oh. Also got, they also got a local guy who's been great, Isaac Pacheco. Oh, yeah. 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 Seven, you know, you talk about Purdy. This, this guy is also a seventh-round draft pick. Yeah, it's perfect. All right. Roger. Then we'll move on again. Roger. Wayne, I think you knew something. It just hot off the press. The Falcons hired yeah. uh, Raheem Morris, the Rams defensive coordinator, as their coach. Mm. Oh. oh you, know, you, know, you know, he's also a local guy. He went to Hofstra. Right. Oh. 
the, is that the Falcons hired him? Falcons yeah. did, yeah. So they didn't go for Not Belichick. Belichick. Didn't go for Belichick. Belichick turned him down. We don't know. Oh, and wow. what's what's this guy's name? Raheem Morris. Oh, yeah. he's the one. He, where did he go? He was coaching. He, he several years ago. Co- he Cleveland, maybe Cleveland years yeah. ago, and they were always, no Tampa Bay. He was the head Tampa coach. Bay. They had a very bad record. <laughs> It was it was the Rams' defensive coordinator most recently. Yeah, he's been a, he's been around as an assistant. I don't think he, he didn't do well as a head coach. He's, no. he's one of those guys who are better yeah. as a uh, coordinator. coordinator. A lot we'll of see. guys like that. We'll see. All right, so uh, Fred, I might need you help on here. Wayne, yeah. you might know this. Uh, Mike, you might know this. The University of Miami has a tight end. Yeah, it's going to ninth year. Let me tell the story, man. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Cam McCormick is coming right. back to college in his ninth <laughs> college year. How is that possible? First of all, uh, he's the first one with all the COVID rules and injury rules, the first one ever to be coming back for nine seasons. Doesn't this guy want to go on in his life? Apparently not. A fireman or or, or, uh, an accountant? He wants to go back to college nine years? Some some medical injury exemptions. He's redshirted, then injuries and COVID, then injuries. Maybe he's going. Maybe he's going to law school and medical school. I don't know. Yeah, right. He's had six surgeries because of football. He missed most of senior year of high school in 2015. Yeah, what I want to know, if this guy's his ninth year of college, how many credits does how many credits does he need to graduate? How many credits does he have? He's right the school he's in, University of Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't make fun of that, right? He's on yeah, the 10-year plan. Yeah. And for us in um, I'm surprised Ohio State is keeping their coach, Ryan Day. I thought Why? he was a goner. <laughs> They're keeping him. Um High school in the New York area here. Um, yeah. Garden City High School has been a powerhouse yeah. and a winner of eight straight Division II championships. They've won 42 straight games, which is an all time record for high school in, in I guess, New York. They're moving them from Division II to Division Three, And they say because their enrollment is lower. They're going to like a, like a lesser, less people school. Fewer. I thought that was very interesting on that. Um, I I did my student teaching years ago at the junior high school, Garden City Junior High School. Oh, because you went to. And I got some great stories about that, but I'm not going to tell you on the <laughs> air because it's not not nice stories. Anyway, there was a death in football. The University of Georgia mascot, the bulldog, the English bulldog. His name was Uga. 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 X. Eight years, eight years as the mascot. And uh the team went 91 and 18 with him. I guess it's a him. Uh anyway, he's dead. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Okay, Dave. Uh, I just wanted to mention that on Tuesday night, uh, my men's club went to a uh, G League game between the Long Island Nets and the Motor City Crews. Uh, if you ever want to go to a game, it's a lot of fun. Tickets are cheap. Uh, and on the Motor City Cruise is a fellow named Ryan Terrell, who is trying to become the first Orthodox Jewish player in the NBA. Wow. Wow. He, he actually wears a yarmulke while he plays. <laughs> he, he was injured, but after the game, he came out to talk to us. And uh, he was telling us that, uh, you know, how he mixes in with the other players. He learns all about the other cultures and they learn about him. 
Very interesting. Interesting, yeah. yeah. He he doesn't wear uh, uh, tefillin, does he? Not on the course. You mean Did they play in the National Coliseum? Where'd you see it? Did they play in the National Coliseum? Yes, yes. Wow. Uh, much well, all the seats are good. They're inexpensive. He played for Yeshiva University, and he was oh, the yeah. highest scoring college player in uh, yeah, the uh, uh, Wayne has a comment. Yeah. Hey, no, just something you didn't, you, you didn't mention. Uh, uh, first time in 33 years, an amateur golfer won a major golf tournament. Mm -hmm. I think his name is Kevin Dunlap, I think. But we didn't get to golf yet. Okay. <laughs> we never get to golf. Oh, my pages. Um, I lost my face. The video, the video. Mark. Mark, come back. Here Ooh, I am. He's back. Oh, there he is. Getting all excited. Uh, let's talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Larry, you want to comment something first? Yeah, before we leave, uh, <laughs> before we leave the college scene, we should mention that Caitlin Clark just passed Griner. And by the time we have our 200th show, she'll be the all-time NCA women's scoring leader. Pretty good. That's great, but we didn't get to basketball yet. <laughs> coming up. <laughs> you guys are jumping the guns here. Anyway, what's your opinion about these three guys getting into the Hall of Fame? Good, bad, good, bad, no, happy, sad. Good. All good. A little bit. We'll go. We'll talk about this. Then we'll go. All, right. All good. Uh, you go first, there, uh, Michael. I think of Albert Bell, Dave Parker, and uh, a couple of these other players who are all better than these three guys. Uh, there was a third guy also. Uh, I, I, I Maddox is up there, but I know Rich, my, my Richie Allen, Michael Richie, Richie Allen, Allen. Yeah. Bell, Keith uh, right? How about Richie Allen? Yeah. There are players who are more deserving than these three. I've watched Hell yes. Hell was great. No, not that Beltre. Beltre had a great career. Beltre was a great third baseman. One of the top third basemen yeah. ever. But these guys weren't better than Adrian Beltre. Who aren't there are players out there who aren't being picked? That's what bothers me. How good was Dave Parker? How how good was uh yeah. uh uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. We have to see well, how Dave, how, addict, how Dave so Parker that... vote, um, was voted. No, how many votes did he get when he was uh, eligible for this? And back in those days, 15 years in the ballot, right? It was 15 years when Dave Parker. Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. Well, there are a lot of guys. Well, what about these guys? That got, so we think Beltray deserved it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you think Joe Mauer, Joe Mauer, Warren's first ballot? Hall of Famer, Joe Mauer? No. No. Yeah. They voted him in? Joe Mauer had the identical yeah, statistics of Don Mattingly. Yeah, they showed that the other day. Yeah. 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 Was, was no, the catcher, was, though. So. Yeah, different position, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mattingly played first base, and he was probably second to Hernandez as maybe the best right. first baseman and ever. And should be in the hall. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's all politics. You know that. Milton? Yeah, I just want to say, Joe Mauer is the only catcher in history to win three batting titles. He was terrific. Yeah, he was. Uh, and, he got and, it because he, he was a catcher. He played his whole it. career with the same team. He right. definitely yeah. But he, he moved out of the plate the last couple of years and played first base. Yeah, right. from concussions. And Todd Helton, you think the Hall of Famer? Yeah. Not a first ballot. Not a also, first he ballot. played in Colorado, Helton. He didn't so get in on his first ballot. He got in on his first ballot. It's like his 10th year. 
It was right. sixth ballot. ballot. Right. He wasn't first ballot, but oh, just to yeah. get in. My mistake. No worries. <laughs> you, you think he's deserving to get in, Todd Helton? Of the people I think so. at Sheffield? Yeah. He played in Colorado. There's suspicion about Sheffield. That threw him off, right? Yeah, no, it was was what about Billy no, Wagner? Did he just miss a couple he of He should have gotten in. Yeah, Wagner know, should be the, in. There. The problem Billy with Billy Wagner should have gotten in. It was the postseason. I read he had a, a like a 10 ERA in the postseason. Billy, Billy, the Wagner will get, Billy, Billy Wagner will get in next year. Right. Yeah. Next year, right. Ichiro is up. Ichiro is getting in next year. Right. He'll be a first ballot. No, there's no question about that. The other guys. How about CC Zabathia? He's he's eligible no. next year. Oh, terrific! Yeah, no, you're a Yankee fan. Uh, there are some oh. people who don't think he had a lot he's of good numbers. He had a lot of good yeah, over three thousand strikeouts, of he, course. ERA is too when high, Mars and Brewers before Yankees. See what, what happens. Uh, Dustin Pedroia, he's not going to get in. No, no, Ian no, Kinlan, didn't no. play long enough. How about Felix Hernandez playing with uh, the Mariners? Yeah. He's up. First year. He was pretty dominant. Yeah. Troy Tulowitzki, too many injuries. He's not getting in. Yeah, Chris no. nice guy. He's not getting in. Hanley Ramirez, he's not getting in. For maybe no, some no. of these guys who uh, who were close no. this year are going to be squeezed. No, Billy Wagner for sure. Billy Wagner for sure. Billy Wagner for sure. Wagner. Get in. Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones. I'm surprised. Yeah, There's no suspicion on him. You know, you know how I know Billy Wagner's going to get in. Your son's vote. Well, no, seriously, yeah, because he's in these five votes, and next year my son becomes eligible, and he likes Billy Wagner. And okay. the woman, a friend of his who writes for Newsday, Laura Albanese, wrote a whole column about Billy Wagner, and she's going to vote for him. So he picks up three. If everybody voted for him, he picks up three more votes. Wow, he's in. <laughs> he's in. But yeah. in this year's ballot, like Bartolo Colon, oh come on, ballot. come on, <laughs> Matt wow, Holiday. Off the ballot. Adrian Gonzalez. I thought he would give a nice little run there, but I guess no. Jose Reyes. You know, is the definition of somebody deserving a Hall of Fame, what they do, is it dominating over or dominating in their era? In their era. <laughs> yeah, like Bill Mather. Because if you go like that, then somebody like Jeff Kent certainly deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. It does. Well, there's another one. The years went and gone. He's gone from the back. I mean, is it dominating? Then you can make a case for Joe Mauer. He's one of the best catches. Just like when, I'm not sure what year Buster Posey comes on, but, you know, three world championships. You know what I mean? He'll get in. He should get in. Joe Mauer getting in makes it easier for Posey. Right. Yeah. I asked my son about Buster Posey. He thought he was a no-brainer, especially with the three championships. Yeah. Roger got a comment. Joe has a comment. Gerald yeah. has talking about Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to ask. Well, yeah, hold on. Roger, Joe, then you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just, just like in Jack Morris got held up for a while. I mean, some people didn't like his ERA. It was a little yeah. high, but during the period, he was that dominant pitcher for that era. I mean, he, he was that real guy who wanted the ball. You had to yank him out. He won that one nothing, 10 inning, you know, World Series playoff game. I mean, just this was a real bulldog kind of guy. I mean, it was. Yeah. I mean, like Nick, like is, Nick is, he, is he Christy Matthewson? No, I mean, is he Cy Young? No, but for his era, you know, he was a dominant guy. I mean, so well, well, he was like, for example, eligible next year for, for a few years, he was dominant. Felix Hernandez, yeah, if you look at his overall yeah. record, probably yeah. no, you know, but yeah, he won the perfect game, right? It's the perfect game, I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 all right, uh, Gerald. 
Oh, Joe, Joe, Joe. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I think Channel 4 did a nice interview with Billy Wagner yesterday when he was out on the uh, yes. coach's yes. high school. It was really, really nice. He was very gracious, yeah. Wagner. Yeah, he That's was in the paper. I didn't see that, but I've seen comments in the papers. Okay. Very gracious. And, um, and Gerald? I want to mention a couple of things. We all know that Bill Mazeroski and Harold Baines were probably not worthy to be in the Hall of Fame. And in addition, wasn't Joe Mar Joe Mar implicated for using some drug enhancers? No, no, never, 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 never. He wouldn't have got in that fast if he did. Okay, okay, yeah. So he goes to the videotape. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. So these congratulations to these guys. Uh, it was nice the interview afterwards. The minutes afterwards, they interviewed some of the guys. It was really good. I like that part. Okay. Uh, bad, un unhappy news. Uh, Ryan Sandberg, prostate yeah. cancer. Yeah, oh. sort of. And it's metastasized. So, 64 Ooh. years old. Ooh. That's so, not good. God bless him. Well, how that works. Uh, well, so, Roger, you have some baseball reports stuff? Yeah, a couple, couple of tidbits, Mark. Okay, then we'll get to basketball. Mm -hmm. I got some good things about basketball. But, uh, yeah, the Astros signed. Uh, Josh Hader, that uh, dominating left-handed reliever, five-year, $95 million contract. Hall of Famer? Wow. A little early for that, Mark. <laughs> but, no, this is a, that's a dominant. I mean, Brewers, he's bounced around a little recently, but that's a dominant guy. The Astros, I mean, yeah, they need more pitching, right? I mean, so <laughs> already pretty dominant. Um, our, our favorite, Aroldis uh, Chapman, signed with the Padre, uh, Padre, sorry, Pirates, one-year, $10.5 million contract. Yeah. He still can be dominant, but you know he can be wild too. You know, to what you get yeah, and he's thirty-five now already. So, uh, but it includes shooting your girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, so Dodgers signed uh, left-handed starter James Paxson, also one year, eleven million dollars, also thirty-five years old. You know, I guess low risk. He's never thrown more than one hundred sixty innings. Apparently, the last time was like twenty eighteen. But it's nowadays they don't need to throw so many innings. And uh, the Braves are big signing the uh, first baseman Reese Hoskins, uh, two year, thirty-four million contract. He was Brewers. out of this year with Brewers. a Brewers. 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 I'm Brewers. sorry, Brewers. Yeah. Right. Braves don't need more. Yeah, Brewers, right? <laughs> mm. yeah, he was out the whole last year with a torn ACL, and they got Bryce Harper at first, so they Phillies yeah. didn't need him anymore. So, and he's he's thirty years old, so he's still got some upside, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty much it. The Yankees had some minor waivers here and there, and Jeter Downs didn't. Didn't last long, apparently. Nobody, but, but nobody picked so. him up. He, he was like, uh, so he's yeah. in one day. <laughs> I think he's with the Mets now, right? The Mets. No, he's with the Yankees in Triple A. Yankees Triple A. So here are the free agents still available, and then we'll go on. Uh, Adam Frazier, second baseman, is available. Adam Duval, Justin Turner, we mentioned Tim Anderson, shortstop, White Sox. I think two batting yeah. championships. No one's picked him up. Elvis Andrus, Mike Clevenger. Liam Hendricks, the relief pitcher. Matt Boyd, Tigers pitcher. The Astros, Hector Nearest. No one picked him up. But uh, the Yankees and the... Uh, That's some interesting. That's some room interesting. That's right. Giro Shella is still there. Nobody, nobody picked him. Twins, Michael Taylor, the outfielder. Wandy Peralta. No one's picked him, him up yet. Matt Chapman. No one's picked him up. Brandon Welt. Robbie Grossman, Travis Jankowski, Trevor May, and Tony Kemp. 
they're all waiting responded. for someone to ring their 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 problems yeah. and all that stuff. Cody Trevor Bell may retired. What's that? Trevor, Trevor May retired. Mark, did you mention oh. Cody Bellinger? Oh, I forgot Cody Bellinger. Okay. Blake Snell and Montgomery and all. Yeah, yeah. The main, the oh, obvious man. ones we didn't go into. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to basketball. Now we're doing something different this week, and if it's successful, it'll be a uh, a regular feature. Uh, Wayne approached me during the week. He wants to talk college basketball. Fred's going to talk professional basketball and local college basketball. So, with that in mind, Fred, you are up. Okay. We'll start with the local college basketball. St. John's had a very uplifting win last night, 70-50 over Villanova. And going into their, into their bye week now, they they're they're five and four in the conference, thirteen and seven overall. Of their remaining eleven games, which I think they should be able to win seven, which would give them twelve and eight. They, they should be making should be in the NCAA tournament probably as an eight seed, depending how they do in the conference tournament. I say they're winning seven games because they haven't played the two bottom feeders of the Big East yet, uh, DePaul and Georgetown, and they should win uh, two games against each of those teams. There'll be four wins. And they probably should beat Butler at Butler and maybe pick up a couple of games here and there. They do have some tough games. UConn coming to the Garden mm-hmm. next Saturday, but they gave UConn a, a very great game up in up in stores early on uh, early this month. And so that hopefully maybe they can win that one. But but things are on the upswing for the for the local St. John's team. And of the other local team, Seton Hall lost a tough game to Providence problem. yesterday. And they played without their best player, uh, Kadari Richmond, who is a possibility for MVP of the Big East this year. They they've they've surprised a lot of people, and they and if they keep up their records, they'll definitely also get to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Now on the pro front, I know we got a few minutes. The Knicks playing twenty seven and seventeen, right up there. In one game, they're tied with Cleveland now after Cleveland lost last night for the fourth seed in the. In the Eastern Conference, they have a tough game tonight against Denver. I, I don't know if Isaiah Hartenstein is going to play or not. He was still up doubtful, but hopefully they can put up a good game and and, and beat a good team. That's They only have a 7-16 and 16 record against teams with winning records, and hopefully that will improve with their, with their improved team starting tonight. Eight of their next nine games are all in are all in are all in New York except for Monday when they play in Charlotte. They beat the Nets Tuesday night. They didn't play great, but as as Thibodeau says, you, you, when you don't play great and you win, you got out you got out a win. That's what counts. And the Nets had have been terrible. They really Nets had an embarrassment Sunday, and I really mean this embarrassment. Up 114 to 103, they gave up the last 22, 22 points, points. against the Clippers. I mean, that, that really is, is Fred, embarrassing. Is Denver, the, is Denver the champions? From Den, Denver is the champions. Right. Matter of fact, the Knicks' next two games, Denver tonight and Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock is against Miami, who was, who was the finalist. Miami now has a four-game losing streak. So I'm hoping Knicks of their next nine games are against mostly tough opponents. If they can go 6-3, and three, it would be very good. They're, they're a great team. Agunabi spaces the floor. Randall and Randall and Brunson are, are really playing great together. Randall is really I like the way Randall's steamrolling into the court. He's taking less threes. And Brunson yep. is, is an outstanding player, deserves to be starting in the all-star game. 
and things things are looking up finally for the Knicks. Um, I think that covers the local, local uh, pro and college basketball report. Nationally in the NBA, of course, Milwaukee fired their coach with a 30-13 record. Supposedly, some of the players weren't happy. Uh, the defense is terrible. It reminds you a little bit of, I think it was 2015, when David Blatt got fired by Cleveland right. with a 30-11 record. So, so, you know, it's like the, the players are running the teams now, you know. Mm-hmm. And Doc Rivers, who is a beloved figure in Milwaukee, going back to his Marquette days, his, his new head coach. And ESPN has to find maybe a new, new announcer. But uh, we'll see what's wrong with the Bucks. But uh, the Knicks are only four games behind the Bucks, so maybe they can make a run at them, the Sixes and and Milwaukee. And I think I think the Knicks are, are might be better than just a, a team that wins one, one round of the playoffs. But we'll have to see. Okay. Um, someone has someone in the background, please either mute yourself or pick that person away. Eileen, let's hear your uh, college basketball report. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is my first time, guys, so bear with me. Um, the uh, the rankings that just came out uh, in men's basketball, uh, UConn, Purdue, UNC, Houston, Tennessee, Kentucky, Kansas, Auburn, Arizona, and Illinois – to the, uh, UConn just barely beat Villanova uh, recently by one point. Saturday night. Uh, this past Saturday, there were upsets galore, that, which says that there really isn't a dominant team in, uh, in college basketball this year. And Saturday night, Texas uh, beat the number nine Baylor. West Virginia beat number three Kansas. Tulane beat um, number 10 Memphis. Pitt beat number seven Duke. And uh, last uh, Monday night, South Carolina beat Kentucky. Yes, yesterday Alabama beat Auburn, Northwest oh. beat Illinois. Uh, in uh, all of those teams, the, the, the upset team played on their home court, with the exception of uh, Pittsburgh beating Duke. Now, in the spirit of transparency, everybody's got a sports uh, passion team. I know, Michael, it's the, the Yankees. Jerry, it's the Mets. Uh, where's my friend Jeff? Jeff, it's the Rangers. And uh, Jeff, it's the uh, uh, Jerry, it's, it's the Mets. And my passion has been Duke basketball. Uh, I, my daughter went to went to Duke when she was there. Uh, the first year they lost in the finals to UNLV. They won the championship the next two years, and then they lost to Jason Kidd's California team uh, her senior year. I had a chance twice to chat with Mike Shashevsky when I was down there for a few minutes. He was interviewing. Uh, he was trying to recruit uh, Cherokee Parks, and he was staying at the hotel. Um, I, was, I did go to a game in Cameron, which I was in the student section, and I st- stood the whole game, um, which they do. And I usually every year Duke plays in the Madison Square Garden. It was like a home game for them. And I've gone every year. Last year I got uh, tickets from John Shire's uh, mother. Uh, the the team that I was going to tout was Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky has just got um, a new player. Uh, can't pronounce his name. Savanier Ivisic. He's seven foot two from Croatia. He just got, uh, just became eligible. His first game, he had 13 points and eight blocks. But then uh, the other night, they got beaten at, uh, on the road by South Carolina. Another team to watch is Dayton. Dayton is undefeated. Uh, not undefeated. They're, they're, they went from 21 to 16. Uh, they're in the undefeated Atlantic 10 conference, which has always been a, 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 a tough conference. Uh, in my opinion, it's worth or worthless than anyone else's that 
March Madness to me is the best uh, two weeks of sports anywhere on television, uh, anywhere. And uh, the uh, and this year I said there's no there's no dominant team in, in basketball. Uh, I, did, I wasn't here last year. Do you do a bracket pool uh, on here? We haven't, but we could. I think it's kind of fun. And uh, fun. I guess the winner, the winner, I think Mark said the winner would, uh, he'd take him out to this, uh, a steak dinner at the Peter Luger's or lunch at Wendy's. Not, not really sure which one. Well, I thought the winner <laughs> will sit next to me for the next show. Well, that could be. That could be. Share a screen. Screen. That's, uh, that's an honor. The SCS first round game is at the uh, first two rounds are at the Barclays Center. I don't know if anybody has the interest in going, but uh, going to an, a, 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 a March Madness game is just, just yeah. incredible. Um, this is interesting. Two years ago, the first number one seed lost to a number 16 seed. Virginia lost to University of Maryland, Baltimore County as a one seed. Uh, next year, Virginia won the tournament. This past year, yeah. Fairleigh Dickinson upset number 16, Purdue. So it'll kind of be interesting to see if Purdue wins the tournament this year. Uh, it, it's very difficult for, on my mind anyway, a team to win the tournament with one and done players. I went back to the last five or six winners and none yeah. of them were recruiting one and done players. Uh, UConn, Kansas, Baylor, Villanova, UVA, and UNC. The last team to win one was Duke in uh, 2015. They had a one, a one and done team. The top scorer this year in the NCAA is Tommy Bruner from Denver. Uh, I didn't know Denver even had a basketball team. They play in the Summit League against right. South Dakota State, North Dakota State. He's averaging 24.8 games. But interesting, the fifth leading scorer in the NCAA is a kid from Hofstra. Taylor Thomas is averaging 22 points. Yep. Good so, player. Uh, that, if you want to see a, a, a play, you can go, go to a Hofstra game. Um, now, just uh, – oh, yeah. Now, just one thing about the uh, doing March Madness. Uh, Warren Buffett has offered $1 billion to anyone who can do a perfect, perfect uh, bracket pool. Uh, the the odds I found was two odds, either was one point nine point two quintillion, yes, one point two eight billion to do that. Uh, he's offered his employees uh, one million dollars if they get a perfect two rounds. So, so if we can get a perfect round here, we, billion dollars, we kind of split twelve ways. Uh, uh, as I think Larry indicated, and this is just a women's basketball. The best college basketball player this year, man and woman, is Caitlin Clark. Right. Um, they they were they were ranked number two last week. They got upset by Ohio State, and uh, during after the game, Ohio State scored yeah. on the court. She got hurt. Someone banged into her, uh, but she seems to be okay. She scored forty five points, by the way, in that game. Uh, tonight, there's a really good game. It's uh, LSU against South Carolina. These are the last two championship games uh, from, from last year. Is that on TV tonight? Uh, yeah, it's on, oh. on ESPN at 8 o'clock. No, I'll be watching the Knicks Nuggets. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I kind of look at, at, at conferences sometime, and I was looking this week at the Ivy League. Princeton, Cornell, and Yale all are 3-0. and Princeton is 15-1. and They only lost to St. Joseph's by two points. They've, if you looked historically, Cornell and Princeton both got into the Sweet 16. A couple, last year, Princeton got into the Sweet 16. Right. Uh, anybody know this is who the Division One, Division Three women's basketball team rated number one? NYU. That's correct. Wow. Sixteen. They're sixteen and zero. 
That will make Larry Constant very happy. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. I remember, if I remember, maybe two or three years ago in men's, I think Yeshiva was rated like two or three. They, they were very year. good. They had like a forty or fifty game winning streak. Yeah, and then then they didn't they, yeah. did, they didn't lose. Um, let's see. Uh, only team to win back to back. The last team to win back to back NCAA. Anyone know that one? Yeah. Last team went back to back. Florida University of Florida. Huh? Very good. Billy Donovan. Yeah, Noah, Noah, right. Noah. Right. Uh, anybody know the last time a team won the women's and men's basketball championship in the same year? Connecticut, right? UConn did that. UConn. Right. And the last one here is the last time that the same team won the NCAA football and basketball championship. Who's that? I don't remember. That's a good one. University of Florida. Oh, Florida. Oh, yeah. 2005. And I've got one last thing. Last Wednesday, Palomar Community College in California played Southwestern Community College in California. The final score was Palomar 110, Southwestern zero. <laughs> so, that's, that's my report. Was that home game for them? I have no idea. <laughs> what, hey, Jeff, what's up, Jerry? Okay, a couple Jerry? of comments. Wayne, I think one time... Pepsi had a uh, a contest regarding the brackets, and one of Warren and, and they sought insurance, and one of Warren Buffett's companies in, insured Pepsi against uh, a win, and Warren said it seems to be a very good bet for my insurance company. Well, I I last one more more thing. The best basketball conference this year and last year is the Big Twelve. Absolutely. Uh, they, they, but, uh, Oklahoma and Texas will be moving to the SEC next year, but it's still but they're going to be gaining Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado next year. Yeah, this year they got Houston, Iowa State's very right. good. And yeah. Iowa State's playing Kansas Saturday night. Yeah. Iowa State is undefeated at home. So yeah, I saw that game in Houston last week. A week it was really yeah. good. Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a Duke fan, get yeah. yourself ready for next year because St. John's is playing Duke at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Oh really? Okay. All right, yeah. I I yep. go every year. But Patino has already scheduled that game for, for uh, first basketball game at Arthur Ashe Stadium. There was I have two more basketball notes. I don't know who's uh, talking. Who is that? Your people. It's Steve. Steve. Steve Rogers. Okay, y'all. Oh, it's you, Steve, huh? Yeah, I can't. I'm just mute him, Mark. Just mute yourself. Yeah, yeah. mute him, Mark. Okay, he's muted. Uh, Mark Cuban, he sold his majority stake of the of the Mavericks. Yeah, the family of Miriam Addison, the yeah. shareholder of Las Vegas Sands Corporation for three yeah, right five billion dollars. Yeah. Sheldon Adelson's uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the, the right wing Republican guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the Tara Vanderveer. Anyone know who she yeah. is? Yeah, coach. Yeah, she's Stanford, a coach at Stanford. She's the all-time winningest coach in, in college uh, uh, basketball. Right. Asked Krzyzewski, uh, uh last week, but uh, or or how you say it? Or or Gino. Gino's last name. Gino Oriyama. He's right, right behind it. Oriyama. Yeah, yeah. And John John Minko. Remember John Minko from the the fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, he, he does see Paul, doesn't he? He's 70 years old. I thought he was older. Yeah. He announced his 500th St. John's basketball game. Where, what station are they on? Wow. You have to I find don't, it. I don't know. I don't, I can't. 
He also does Army, Mark. Huh? He also does Army football. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Nice that he keeps active. Okay. Um, well, I'm watching the time here. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys are watching the Australian Open. It's coming down oh. to the um, the semis, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. We're in the final. The graph, the graph, win or lose? Goff lost. Oh, she did she lost? Yeah, right. Oh, beat her straight sets. Okay, yeah, so right. she's moving on to the what? Finals. And who's the other person? China. Okay. Yeah, Sabalenka won it last year, Mark. And what about the men's? What are we up to there? I think Djokovic is in the semis. Yes, semis. yes. Uh, Al Alcaraz lost yesterday. Alcaraz, Alcaraz, Alcaraz lost. lost. Yeah. yeah. How about Medvedev? Medvedev. Medvedev. Yeah. Medvedev. Yeah. Medvedev. Yeah. Medvedev. 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 They yeah. fired everybody. Why? Because nobody buys magazines. Everything is online. Yeah. You think that's the reason? Main, think so. As a kid, didn't you always buy Sports Illustrated yeah. every every sure. week? Yeah, yeah, that it went, was weekly. Magazine, yeah. And they went to bi-weekly. Then it went to monthly. Went monthly. Yeah. 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 And it went they're to they're not on Newsday, are they? What's that? The, the Sports Illustrated owned by Newsday? No, no, no. It's owned by I mean, some conglomerate. In the, yeah. Yeah. So it's a and, for, and for those people who live in the New York area. Get to, get to Eisenhower Park, and you'll see them building the cricket stadium, which I've been telling you about, by parking field six. A large, big field. They, they fenced it around, and they haven't started the digging yet, but they have to get that up by uh, by June. And they're going to knock it down when the uh, – they're calling it the, the, the uh, Super Bowl of cricket is coming to the United States, and they right. won't have the semis there. Fred, were you captain of the Erasmus cricket team when you went? No, we didn't have, we didn't have one. Oh, okay. We got one now, though. All right, one more comment. We could go trivia. Uh, Roger. Mark, very important. I know you've been watching some cricket on TV. Have you learned the rules for cricket yet? Still no. 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 I bumped no. into somebody this week who was talking cricket with me, but I had to go and leave him. And I don't know who it is. I have to find him again. Somebody on the walk yesterday was talking. Someone on the walk, right, 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 remember. right. We'll, we'll, we'll find it. it was, well, I'll doctor. get some information how to yeah. play that crazy game. Yeah, Let's do well, trivia I'm... questions. All we have is about six, five, six minutes. So who'd like to go first and try to stump us? Milton, you go first. All right. <clears throat> In 1966, the Yankees finished 10th. I was a Yankee fan. I couldn't even go watch them. Can you name the three Yankee catchers from 1966? Jake Gibbs. Howard. Gibbs. Howard. Elston Howard. Howard, yeah. Was Johnny Blanchard still there? No, there's a guy named Billy Bryan. Never heard oh, of him. Oh, yeah. Played for the A's. I have a story. Who played shortstop? Kubitz? Jerry Kenny. Jerry Kenny. Uh, Cleet Boyer was third base. Ruben Jerry Amaro. Kenny. Ruben Amaro. Oh, wow. Ruben Amaro. Ruben and Amaro. And Morris <laughs> Clark played some shortstop. Yeah. Oh. All right. Question. Fred. Okay, three-part question. Please. Who holds the men's Division One record for most consecutive wins? How many games 
and what school uh, did they lose to to, to have their streak um, snapped? What sport? What sport? Men's basketball. UCLA. UCLA. UCLA, right? How many games in a row? 88. 88. Oh, no, Notre Dame. Beat they lost. Right, they lost Notre, Dame. Notre Dame. All right. Princeton. And, okay, now who, as, as an added bonus, who had the winning shot with 25 seconds to go for Notre Dame? Adrian Dantley? Nope. Guy never played in the pros. <laughs> or if he did, it was a cup of coffee. I'll give it to you. I don't think you heard his name. Dwight Clay. January 19th, January 19th, 1974. Next question, Michael. Okay. Two-parter. The all-times hits list in the major leagues. Who is the top Yankee? Who's in the top 10? And uh, who's the top active player in uh, all-time hits? Peter. Peter. Peter is like fourth or fifth in hits. 3,400 hits. Jeter, Jeter. Jeter. Jeter, Jeter's number six. And who's the number one uh, of who's active? Which Yankee is the, has the most hits? Active no, it's not a Yankee. Judge? It's not a Yankee. Huh? His initials, his initials are JV. JV. Right. Joey Votto. Joey Votto's right. Very good. Right. Can I ask one more? Go ahead. We have like three minutes. All right, you're talking about Sports Illustrated. Who is Sid Finch, who played for the Mets? He didn't exist. The April Fool's figment of George. 160 miles per hour. Yep. Right. Yeah. That was great. Go ahead, Wayne. Everybody knows the youngest rookie to play baseball was Joe Nuxhall. Who was the oldest rookie to play to don a major league team? Not you wish. Uh, Special page. Right. Oh, they don't even know how old he was. Well, then <laughs> no one knows how old he was. Good answer, Mike. Like close to 50. He's still alive, you know. Really? Is he real? <laughs> no, no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> he lives two blocks from me. Yeah. <laughs> Play catch with him, Mark. Yeah. Don't look back. Somebody might be gaining on you. Right. Stuart, you got a question? Yeah, that's right. Stuart, you have a question? Yeah, 12 NFL teams have never won the Super Bowl. Can you name them? Detroit Houston Lions. Texans, Detroit Lions. Yes, right. Jacksonville Jaguars, Minnesota right. Vikings, Buffalo Bills. Right. This um, nine? 12. Great Chargers. 12. Chargers, yes. right. Chargers. Atlanta Falcons. Cincinnati yes. Bengals. Atlanta Falcons, right. Bengals, you said. Bengals. Two teams I think you're missing. Browns. Um, I think. Uh, Browns. Yes. Yeah. Right. Cleveland Browns, right? Uh, the Houston Oilers. No, they don't count them because they became <laughs> uh, the Titans. Tennessee Titans. 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 Titans were close. Yeah. Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals, right? Yes. We got them all. Chargers and Panthers. Did you say those? Chargers, we did. Chargers, yeah. Chargers, Chargers. Panthers, Chargers Panthers. 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 That's it. That's yeah. it. But only four. But only four of those teams never played in the Super Bowl. Right. Right. It's the Lions. What happened Sunday? Lions, Texans. Ty Lions, right. That's right. right. Browns. Correct. And, uh, never played. Yeah, so I saw, the, I saw this question this week. When I say Chicago Cubs, third base, you, everyone thinks of Ron Santo. Ron Santo. Yeah. Yeah. He's played the most games at third base for the uh, for the Cubs. Who was number two? Second most. Bill Cabaretta. No. He was Jackson. 
Who? Jack- Randy uh, Jackson? No, uh, Banks no, Randy Jackson. The Cubs. <laughs> Ransom Jackson, I think his name was. Handsome R- R- Ransom I, Jackson. I first thought Aramis Ramirez, but it's actually it's Ron Say. Uh, oh, oh, I didn't realize Ron Say, Say played so many games for the uh, the Cubs. I didn't realize that. But he was one. Huh? He was never on the Dodgers, Ron Say. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, started yeah, with him. So there are four NFL teams who have horns in their logos. I beg your pardon? Horns, horns, horns. Ram? Joe Horns. Rams is one. Joe Horns is one. Vikings. Vikings is two. Buffalo Bills? No. Buffalo Bills is three. Wow. Wait. And the Broncos? No. 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 Wait. No. Horns? It's the Texans. Texans. Yeah, I yeah, have yeah. to move on to the, his song because soon the whole screen is going to be complete. If you go past a certain limit, the screen goes away. Uh, so okay. I want to thank everyone for joining us this week. Make more questions for next week and uh, watch the games this weekend. And I hope they're exciting. And we'll talk about it next week. So, mm-hmm. Milton, what do you have for a song, a closing song for us? Milton, you're, Milton. you're uh, muted. muted. You're muted, Milton. Muted. It's a good song, Milton. But he has it Milton. on. Anyway. Uh, mute thyself. Rolling Sun, this hit. 1964. Gail Garnett. Gail Garnett. Gail Garnett. Gail Garnett. Gail Garnett. Gail We'll sing in the sunshine. We'll sing in the sunshine. 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 What else, else did she sing? I think that she was, was a big hit. That was. I think she hit. was from New Zealand. Oh really? No, so I what did she sing? Your iPad, Jerry. I thought. Guys, I'll see it. you next week. Have a great week. Have a great you dinner too. tonight. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks, Mark. Long everybody. Stay safe. The longest show in the history of on the Mark Sports Talk. Long, Mark. Take care. Bye.